Welcome everybody to this week's episode of the Standing Room Only Podcast, episode number 50. We have hit a milestone marker. I am Goose. As always, I'm here with Healy. Today we did bring a special guest, Michael Hermosillo of the Los Angeles Angels organization. Before we get to that, we just want to remind you guys we are on Spotify, we are on Apple Podcasts, we're on YouTube as well. Uh, it is very important that you guys do hit the download button. Unfortunately, we do not see the view count. We do see the download count. Uh, we are on social media. We are the SR Only Pod, Twitter, Instagram. You can follow our individual accounts. I am iGoose with four O's, and then we have Healy as well. You can follow me at the Healy Six. And then Michael, is there social media for uh, the listeners to uh, follow you on? Uh, yeah, Twitter, I think, mhermosio10, and then Instagram, Michael underscore Hermosio. Awesome, awesome, Tw- everybody. Twitch as well, Twitch as well, Michael Hermosio, uh, gonna Ooh. be streaming here again soon. Let's go! Yeah, for sure, for I was sure. gonna ask Excited. about that. Yeah, yeah, no <laughs> doubt. I'm sure that'll be a topic. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, so all Twitch streamers out there, young listeners, whoever you are, Go and give him a follow. I almost forgot about that. I'm newer to Twitch myself. I goose with four O's. So, yeah, welcome in to uh, this week's episode, man. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Happy to be here. Pretty much on the the year anniversary of our first episode as well. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's It's a special one, man. So... So let's get, let's get the ball rolling. Uh, I know you, you, you know, you're with the Los Angeles angels. Uh, 2020 has been a roller coaster of a year. Um, it's, it's hard to focus on all the good because of all the bad. Um, but I mean, at least we got baseball. There's, you know, the, the world's still, we're all still healthy. We're living right. Right. How, how, how did you cope with COVID? Um, I know a lot of athletes, a lot of people in general, they started gaming and streaming on Twitch. And I know you just mentioned your Twitch account, but what's COVID like life been like for you? Um, that's a great question, honestly, because in a lot of aspects, you know, not a lot of stuff changed in terms of just like the, the daily lifestyle for me, just because. I'm pretty, I'm I'm a homebody, you know, like I'm not someone who's trying to go out and do a lot of things, maybe like plan a trip, you know, things like that. But I'm just not a type to, you know, go out to eat a lot more, carry out, things like that. So that part of the transition was kind of easy, you know, I mean, obviously I would like to go out to a restaurant every now and again, but other than that, um, in terms of the baseball stuff, man, it was just crazy, you know, having to get tested every day um having to deal with all that having to deal with you know not really being able to do anything outside of baseball that was just kind of weird to get used to so yeah like you said it was just a really like crazy year um and i think just the biggest thing is like also you're saying like we still had baseball you know obviously like all three of us are healthy you know we haven't had to deal with i don't know uh, for you guys but at least you know even if you did have to deal with it you've you've come out on the other side you know the healthy mm-hmm. things like that so i think for the most part it's just that perspective this year of like being grateful for the things you do have and you know just being grateful to you know just be healthy be living be breathing and be you know talking on a podcast and hanging out yeah yeah no that's the truth man i mean it's it's something i always try to preach to people you know 2020 was a bad year Obviously, yeah. there was like we lost like musical artists. We lost right. Kobe. Uh, Healy's wearing the Kobe shirt right now. Uh, right. The, the the Black Mamba. Um, wow. So baseball so, legends. Yeah, yeah baseball no legends. Yeah, yeah. More recently, no you know, Joe Morgan. Um, I know we talked to Tyler Stevenson about that. 
uh, considering he's in the Reds organization. So, so yeah. So you, you, you were drafted, you were a, so yeah. first things first, Healy posted on Twitter. I did not know this. I did not know you played football. Everything yeah. I read about you, every, I'm sure everybody, what they read about you, they know you, your baseball background. Apparently right. you played football. So you were at least a two sport athlete. You laid yep. the smack down on some people in these highlights. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, football was kind of like my, kind of like my focus going through high school. Obviously, you know, I was pretty much a two sport athlete. Played a little bit of basketball, but um, that was pretty much it. Other than that, football and baseball. And I think the biggest thing with football was just the ability to like go to school for free. You know, like. Mm -hmm. Being able to get that scholarship and, you know, at least know maybe the next four years could be a little bit easier on you financially, yada, yada. Whereas baseball, they split up the scholarships and all that stuff. So um, that's kind of why my focus was on football. And then, you know, just after my senior year, I actually went through like three stingers in my shoulder. Um, and that was kind of like where my mindset flipped a little bit. Obviously, baseball was always like the idea of like healthier longevity. but once I started to like kind of experience some injuries in football, it was like you kind of really started to think about that. And I think that's kind of into that senior uh, spring. I just really focused on like, all right, I want to improve like my baseball, you know, just like in terms of focus on it. I'm probably, you know, want to go that route, try to get drafted, yada, yada. And then, uh, you know, draft day didn't really go as expected, got drafted later than I thought. But I kind of had already made up my mind that I wanted to go. And I thought I had the, the skill set to do it anyway. And, uh, yeah, that's just kind of what led me that way, you know, instead of the football route. I obviously loved football. It was super fun. You know, obviously, I, I think anyone who can experience high school football and just like the memories you you know, you make it super sick and just a, a fun experience. But uh, yeah, that's kind of where I just went phoom, right to baseball and decided I didn't really want to take those hits anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's literally the the question I was going to ask, how you got more yeah. focused, like what what was that deciding factor? And obviously injuries, it's not just the, the aspect of, you know, I don't want to get hurt, so I can't do this. It's a matter of I don't right. want to get hurt now and then deal with it when I'm older, you know, after your right. retirement. Um, so, so yeah, so, you know, you mentioned a scholarship, I believe you had, a, uh, at least a scholarship to, was it U of I you had? Yes. Yeah. I was committed to the university of Illinois. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I was just, you know, it's one of those things you always see, like there, there's like the Russell Wilson who yeah. was, you know, baseball, but then he ended up going football. And then there right. was, uh, who is in Notre Dame that ended up pitching, uh, oh, Samarja. Samarja, Jeff yes. Samarja. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 He went to Notre Dame and ended up playing baseball. So it's interesting to see that it's like, it, it's, it's, they go like 50, 50 almost on yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. And I, I, that's how like, that was kind of the weirdest thing, obviously is like, you know, you're so invested in something for so long and then it kind of just ends. Oh, like you're just like, all right, like if you pick one, the other one's over. And it was like, that was kind of always my thought process too, was like, if I went to Illinois for football, I was, um, I was committed to the baseball team too. I was going to do both, but it was kind of like, all right, you know, dealing with getting hit every week in the college football Saturday and then, you know, thinking that you're going to be ready for baseball practice on monday and then all the school stuff you know it just kind of like a lot of those things started to weigh on me and my thought process and a lot of it just came down to like okay well or you could just go play baseball right now not worry about school and you know 
still have the angels i think at the time were like oh, okay well we put aside like a scholarship fund for you for like if you have to go back to school yada yada so you have that security and it was just like all right like you know, i'm cool with taking this risk you know and and you know taking my chances and that's kind of that's literally pretty much how that decision played out it wasn't really you know a lack of love of football or you know loving baseball more it was just kind of more like oh this you know i love both this is kind of just a you know a better career choice personally yeah yeah, no, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, it sounds like you really had some some thoughts into that, and I think you made the smart decision there. Physical stress ends up translating to mental stress. Um, I mean, a lot of athletes go through it, so I think you made the right decision, and look where you're at now. I mean, you're with a, a, a very good ball club who has a lot of potential. Uh, they have yeah. you know, they've been making a lot of moves recently. Yeah, um, well, and, the, and the, actually, the, the crazy, the funny thing is, is, like, I've been in baseball – but this is my seventh full year now. So I'm actually like a free agent. So I'll be like, this was my last year with the angels. I'll be like opening it up to like, you know, all 30 teams. I could go back to the angels. Who knows this, you know, new organization, like new people are going to be running it, you know, all mm -hmm. that stuff. But I mean, there's going to be 30 teams, hopefully that, you know, are interested in my, you know, my ability and what, you know, I can bring to the table. I feel like I'm still you know, only 25 years old and, you know, kind of gotten sparing chances. So I'm just trying to really find somewhere where I can, you know, hopefully get like a, a legit shot, you know, get like some you know, real ABs under my belt and, you know, show what I got. That it, it is weird. It's always weird looking at uh, people's like minor league stats and yeah. like you're, you're 25 and it's like, yeah, you're a younger player. And then yeah. to realize how long, guys have been in the minors especially when they get signed from like uh, the dominican republic and stuff at 16 right. and they don't debut till like 24 it's like oh I my know, dude yeah no and that's a, like especially like the latin guys from the foreign countries it's like like you said they get here at 16 so they're there's sometimes minor league free agents at like 22, 23, you know what I mean? It's like, it's crazy. They, they are either like forced to get called up or they can get that new shot with another team at such a young age. And that's kind of like the one thing, I, you know, you always saw this moment coming down the line where it was like, if you at least come out out of high school, you might get those extra chances. You know, usually if you come out of college, you're not going to be a free agent. So you're like 28, even minor leagues, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And it's like, it's already tough enough to be a major league free agent um, and get the time there. And it's the same way for a lot of these minor league guys where they're 22 and have to play seven years in the minor leagues before they can really fight for their own contract. You know, not a contract that's just established the same throughout everyone, you know, throughout the minor league. So, yeah, it's just going to be it's going to be interesting. It should be fun. Obviously, there's always the you know, the uncertainty and the stuff you have to deal with in that aspect. But I think it'll also just be, you know, very fun and interesting to just see if there's a lot of interest there and just see, you know, what could be a completely different, you know, look for me in 2021 in terms of just, you know, even the jersey I'm wearing. So it'll be cool. It's just, it's yeah. just a different, different thing for sure. For the past couple of years, uh, you bounced in between AAA and major. Yeah posted an 800 plus OPS in both the in the previous years in AAA. But this yeah. year you changed up your stance a little bit. What 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 does what went into the, like that decision? Oh, good question. I I if you if like if we were to go like in depth, I would say anything that I'm trying to do at the plate is 
simplify, you know, like make mm -hmm. more efficient. How, how can I, you know, get point A to point B as efficient as possible with my swing? So I think from that aspect, you know, a lot of things early on with me as a hitter, I developed through a leg kick. Um, a leg kick provided me timing. It provided me like sequencing. It just was a natural movement for me that I was able to do um, when I first kind of took off in low A, um, kind of got on the radar as a prospect going up into high that same year and, you know, posted like a really good stat line. And then from there on kind of got that prospect status. And it was kind of just some waves, you know, it was like, okay, we'd have some good weeks. We'd have some bad weeks. Like, all right, what's going wrong? What's going right? And I think just over time and, you know, consulting with other people and, you know, just looking at video, it was just like, okay, how can I make this even simpler? So, you know, last year in the middle of the year, I went to a toe tap. Didn't really change a whole lot other than that. Sequencing pretty much the same. Um, stance a little bit different, but not nothing too crazy. Uh, just kind of the toe tap was the big thing. And just tried to stay more efficient. I just, the biggest thing with me right now is like, how can I keep my power, but eliminate the strikeouts? Because I know my bat to ball skills are good enough to not strike out as much as I did. But I know mm -hmm. that like the power and stuff is finally coming through. Like, to have surgery in 2019 or 20, yeah, 2019. I'm, I'm 2020 has messed me up in terms of dates and seasons and things <laughs> yeah. like that. Dog I'm trying season. to think the last time I was in AAA, but you know, going through rehab, not getting spring training, um, not getting into real games until June 1st, um, and then going to AAA for you know two months and you know producing 15 home runs in those two two and a half months, like. I was pretty happy with that, you know, like, even though I didn't have like the average I wanted, I knew that like a lot of things were going right. And a lot of that stuff would have evened itself out over 500 at bats. Um, so yeah, dude, it was just kind of like really excited in 2020 to get the ball rolling. You know what I mean? Like in mm -hmm. a, in a set, like it was just like, I had really, you know, established a good feel at the plate. And then we rolled into spring training. Everything was going well. Um, you know, it was doing really well. And then we had that Corona stoppage, you know, and then after that, it's just kind of been, you know, it was what it was. We had our summer camp. We had the season. I was up for a little bit down for a little, you know, down for the rest. And it was just kind of working on myself and just working on like, you know, keeping that right for the 2021 season. That's kind of what it just became, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah. I think I saw in AAA last year, you had like 10 home runs in like 11 games. It's yeah, and that was actually that was two weeks after the toe tap adjustment. <laughs> so it was like we made the toe tap adjustment, uh, hit a homer that day later in the game, and it was like, oh, that felt good. And then it was like, all right, let's lead that into tomorrow. And then we went to Nashville, and I literally had like three home runs one game, two home runs the next game, and then a home run. It was like something ridiculous. It was like two, <laughs> two, and one, something ridiculous like that. And then we came back home. And I hit like three homers in a game. It was just like it was absurd. So it was it was one of those things that did definitely click. Um, and I was excited to, you know, kind of put together a season in 2020. So that I think when we go back to the question of like dealing with 2020, I think that was the most frustrating part, not just for me, but for a lot of guys was just like if you weren't in the big leagues, man, you just didn't really have like an ability to show what you were, you know, mm -hmm. doing or like if you, it, you know, it. 
usually you get that chance to go to AAA and just rake or, you know, do your thing. Like, whether you do good or bad, that's kind of on you, but you at least still get those chances to go down there and show what you got for the other teams. And it was like, I think that was probably the most frustrating thing with this year was, you know, either being in the big leagues or kind of stuck in an alternate site, you know, just playing practice games. So that was, yeah, no, that was definitely different. I remember for spring training one back in March, you were killing it. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is this is your year. You're gonna start yeah. up. You're gonna start up with the the main team. You're playing so yep. well. They have to include you. Yep. And then Corona hit, and it was yeah. just two or three months off. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you know, it does. It, it, you look back and you're like, dang. You know, it it's tough, but uh, you know, I, I'm still grateful for it. You know, because yep. it did really like. It, that whole that whole off season was really about that, like being ready to, you know, show the Angels I was ready to compete for at the most that fourth outfield spot. You know, like obviously you have Trouty and Jay Up and Goody who all had solid years the year before, so you know you're kind of fighting for that fourth spot. But at the same time, that's all you need. You know, like you just need to get in the door. So it was like, how can I be as ready as possible for that situation? And yeah, I felt like I really was. I think I literally like when we ended. When we ended spring, I had like a 471 average, like two home runs, you know, like it was just like everything I wanted to do, I was able to do. And it was just that part was hard to, you know, deal with was just like the immediate stoppage. Like, okay, like you have to sit and wait for three months. But Mm -hmm. uh, I think, you know, everyone had to deal with that. And I think, you know, it was kind of awesome to see once we got back in summer, like everyone, you know, for the most part, everyone was like ready to go. Like it wasn't like a lot of people had missed their stride and a lot of people kind of picked up, you know, right where they left off to be able to make the team, you know, like that was kind of the thing too, was like, even after the spring, I knew I had to go back in summer camp and do it again. And luckily I did and made the, you know, made the team at a, at a camp. So just kind of like now applying that to, you know, this, this off season again, and how can I even fix those, you know, you know, whatever the holes, maybe the angels saw, or, you know, the next team wants for me, like, how can I just, you know, make the most of that and, and bring out my skill set. Yeah. And in, in the few games that you played in the bigs this year, made an impact, you had a walk off yeah. sacrifice fly the next yep. day in the 10th inning, you tied up the game. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no, and that's the, and that's the thing. Like any anytime you can just help the big league team win, you know, is like just it's a great feeling. So I think you know getting that feeling more often is like you know it's addicting. It really is. Like you want you want to keep doing that. And I you know this is like with Randy right now going off in the World Series. It's like I can't even imagine that. You know, like like the feeling, like just the the absolute feeling of just like helping your team like every single night. Like obviously it's unheard of what he's doing. Like he's literally the first person to do it. So it's like no one's felt how he's felt before like in this situation, you know, but oh. at the end of the day like how can you like hang like I want to be that. Like I want to be like how can I like put myself in those shoes and like all right, like, you know, you just got to have that mindset. I'm sure, like, he just every day is coming in there, like, you know, it's not going to stop. Like, I think that's a lot of things with baseball is, like, there's that mindset of, like, oh, well, I've been, you know, I've been hot for a week. Like, a slump's got to be coming. It's like, no, no, it doesn't, you know. Like, you can have this same week again if you have that mentality, you know. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of cool to, like, see guys do that where they establish themselves and then, you know, maybe even get to – 
link up with them later and be like, yo, like, what was the, what was the changing point for you? Like, what really made you, what made, what made you lock it in here? So no, it's cool. It's, it's definitely, that's, that feeling is something I feel like everyone's obviously always searching for and, you know, striving to get better at and being able to, you know, be a trout or be a, you know, Kuna or guys like that, where it's just like every night you're helping contribute to success of teams. Yeah, he they, he got picked up from the Cardinals last year. The big piece in that trade was pretty much Jose Martinez going against yeah. lefties. And he was just thrown in there, and then he he helped out the the Rays and got hot at the right time. And yeah. right now it's kind of like Bonds. You don't really want to pitch to him. Like I, exactly. you don't know what's gotten into <laughs> him. But he will destroy whoever you place up at the mound. No, that is so true right now, especially, man. It's it's literally it's that this is like an unbelievable run. I could I honestly wasn't even watching the game when it started and I saw all the tweets like Randy, oh my god, like I had doing it again. I'm just like, is this, this man really hit another home run? Wow. Yeah. That's so I, awesome. That's so awesome. I forgot the game was on. I'm like, no, of course. Of course <laughs> yeah. I didn't have it on. In the top of the first inning, he goes yard. Yep. No, that's so true. That's that's always how it goes. Yeah, I just saw that he hit one today, and they're leading 1-0 in the fifth inning, so they might yeah. even force, force a uh, – Another game you there, imagine, man. If that if that if that series goes game seven, oof. yeah. Blake Snell is shoving right now. Is he? That's he has, awesome. He has nine strikeouts through. He had nine through four. Wow, killing it. Hey, first first big league knock right there. <laughs> <laughs> Do they need tips? Let me. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you break that tie. Oh, that's funny. That's cool. I need to turn that game on uh, here. Probably the last like three innings. I'll probably be able to. I'll be able to handle the seventh, eighth, and ninth. Probably another, another. Hopefully, another crazy finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the finish to uh, what was it? Game five was wild. One of the wildest finishes I've ever seen. Amen. It was. That's you gotta love baseball, right? I, I mean, you just never four. know. Yeah, no, baseball is the only sport where like that many things could go wrong. You know, like. Brett on Phillips. both sides Sheesh. and i mean same and baseball same thing like that too like it's just not many you know sports where you're gonna have a guy who maybe didn't start the game or you know isn't the guy you necessarily think's gonna have the clutch hit like him coming off the bench defensive replacement knowing he's gonna be up fifth that you know that at that inning and getting that opportunity and taking advantage of it, man, it's it's awesome. It's awesome to see. It's literally like you can't you can't dream of a better scenario. So no, that's sick. And what I, what I saw too is someone pointed out like his composure because mm-hmm. it was a one and two count, and every pitch wasn't in the strike zone. Yeah, yeah, and no, and that's the hit. thing, man. I, I I love that point because I think. That's kind of the thing, you know, obviously maybe like your biggest baseball fans might realize, but just the casual baseball fan doesn't really realize sometimes like how much like that can dictate in that bat, especially when you have a guy like Kenley who's all off movement, deception, like how can I have my cutter look for a strike the longest and then, you know, run in on your hands or how can I make it look like a ball for the longest and then backdoor you for a strike three. So it's like if that play expands at all, 
it just gets tougher on the hitter. You know what I mean? Because it's harder to keyhole that pitch that you need. So for him not to expand and, you know, not lose his composure, like you say, get too mad. Because, I mean, the dugout was definitely losing it on the second strike. I remember seeing it live, like the replayed reaction. So for him to keep his composure, stay within himself and, you know, put bats a ball against, you know, one of the most, you know, prolific closers of all time. It's just, it's awesome. It really mm-hmm. is. It just shows, like, how focused he was in that moment. So a couple seasons ago, you, I don't know if they're doing this this year with the winter ball in, like, mm-hmm. other countries, but are you just going to do a uh, workouts from home in the off season, or are you going to try to play in, like, a league? Uh... I've kind of been going back and forth on that, to be honest. Um, It's just kind of crazy times right now, obviously, with the corona. So I think they, I want to say, I'm not sure, I can't speak for the Dominican, but I know in Mexico they're only taking like half the amount of American guys that they usually do, just because they don't have a lot of fans at the stadium, so they're not making as much money. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know if the opportunities are necessarily as, you know, much as they were the last couple years. But no, it's definitely something I keep an open mind to. I'm going to start back up baseball activity in the next week completely. So, you know, once I'm two to three weeks into that, if there's like a random call where they're like, hey, we need something like, you know, I'm definitely open to that. But I'm not actively like seeking out winter ball right now. It's kind of more just like getting ready slash finding that job for 2021. Yeah. Going back to like 2020 a little bit, lucky that you got to go to an alternate site because a lot of minor leaguers this year were just at home and yeah a lot of like first or second year guys that's kind of tough like it's all on you to get better and you need to show out next spring to see if you can improve or not or yeah dude your career could be done no absolutely and that and honestly um that's probably like the like the saddest part of all this is like all the guys who you know maybe left school after JUCO or you know were drafted out of high school in in a similar situation as me and took that chance it's like there might not be those lower level teams when we come back in 2021 you know like that MLB's already shown that they want to like you know minimize some of the teams at the lower levels and kind of condense the minor leagues a little bit more and make it a little bit more uh like three to four teams each you know i don't know exactly the outline but basically there's just so many of these rookie ball teams and low a teams that you know are looking like they're going to be on the chopping block so that's a lot of guys from the 18 to 20 range who it's like you know if they if they can't get those jobs and they've already you know wasted their college eligibility like what are they going to do you know so mm-hmm. it is it, like you said it definitely just being able to be at an alternate site is definitely you know being grateful for that too because yeah like you said man they're just a lot of guys who haven't even played baseball in 2020 unless it was you know some backyard organized thing it, it's it's pretty tough it's pretty tough for everybody So I got to ask, I got to ask, Healy said you are a pretty, uh, pretty big basketball fan. I know we were talking about it before the episode. Yeah. <laughs> I've been, I've been dying to have this conversation with somebody. Um, can I, can I get your top five of all time? 
Top five of all time. Top oh man, on the on the spot. Boy. I gotta I gotta ask. I'm sorry, man. I know it's oh, it's, it's, it's goodness. I came out of left, came out uh, of left you, field. It did, it did. Um uh, I mean you're gonna be mad at me probably for this, but number one's gonna be LeBron. Like it just I'm sorry. Like it is what it is. Like when we talk about complete overall basketball player. We talking first pick in the draft of all NBA. Who gonna surround yourself with first? I'm picking LeBron every single time, and then second's <laughs> Michael. Like it's pretty much that simple. Honestly, for me, the three through five. Gosh, man, that could be so many people. Mm-hmm. I mean, like obviously you have Magic, Kobe. You have guys like that. Like you have Shaqs who are dominant centers, but you do kind of wonder. Just like where where does Shaq fit now? You know, like in terms of mm-hmm. the game now. Like not saying he still wouldn't be great, but like would he be who he was in today's game? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like just in terms of is an offense gonna sell out, even if their center is that dominant, are they gonna sell on the center full time when the stats say shoot threes and all that stuff like the Warriors do? So obviously that Kevin Durant to me honestly is gonna be up there at the end. Cause it's a six eleven seven foot three point shooter that can dribble as good as anybody so yeah gosh man i I guess if i had to go it would be lebron mj kobe i'm probably missing people too like i'm probably being outrageous i'm like kareem's up there too yeah like a lot of this is too like i feel like if you did generational you know Different eras, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it has to be different eras because obviously you would just be like, Michael's the best in this era. LeBron's the best in this era. Like, that that makes it a lot easier. Obviously, you know, easier and less debating, less arguing if it's done that way. But, yeah, man. Oh, I'm sorry if that offends you, but LeBron, yeah, number one. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I've been waiting for this, and I'm glad – I thought I was going to have to uh, get into a debate. Actually, I was really, when I said you're a top five, I was real realistically like the underlying question was LeBron or Michael. Yeah, um, exactly. Dustin, Dustin like told me about that that he was gonna ask, and I'm like, I already yeah. know your answer. I, yeah, know. Yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna say, Ely would know. Ely's oh, followed me long enough; he would know. <laughs> That's all I ever argue with people is LeBron over Michael. There's, yeah. there's a million reasons why. Uh, but if we did break down per era, sure, Jordan obviously dominated the late '80s, the '90s. Yep. Um, he just, uh, it was a different era of basketball. Um, I feel as though, you know, like there's so many greats through every era, but I mean, the, the way that the game changed, the fact that LeBron was kind of part of that late nineties era style of basketball and transitioned for the last 17 years and dominated the way he has. Um, Oh yeah. Sorry to interrupt. It's, it was just like, to me, like you just said, like the fact that, he kind of, while he did come in 2013, the fact that he was that close to the 90s, like coming in to like the league, and it's like he's still out there just dominating today, mm-hmm. which is like that's wild to me. That is just wild. Yeah, hasn't awesome. hasn't really lost a step. 
Exactly. Like it would be different if it was like, oh, he he's the B plus LeBron or something. Like mm-hmm. the man keeps getting better and better. Like more efficient. You know, it just like it's unbelievable. He's the highest highest rated player in 2K. Hey, there we go. (laughs) See, see how is uh, we're totally going off topic, but how is 2K? I didn't this I didn't get it because I didn't want them to like take my money twice. Mm. (laughs) Current current gen's just okay. Next gen though, after watching the trailer today and seeing how quickly they got into the game, how great it looks. I'm so ready for next gen. Heck yeah. The sweat. Yeah. <laughs> they have the second like the commentary sweat. crew now. Oh, for real. Yeah, Brian Anderson and uh Grant Hill are part of like the second commentary crew. Wow, that's that see that's actually solid. I'm I'm yeah. actually really hyped about that. Yeah. Cool. Dust and I have a do you have your PS five ready? So I okay, so I didn't I, I like had no luck on the the release, you know, like the pre-order yeah. when everyone was just like throwing in their pre-orders. I had no luck. I obviously wasn't looking that hard either, but I don't have it like coming like right away. I'll basically wait till that you can just grab one in mm-hmm. Best Buy or Walmart or something and then I'll grab one. But, you know, I mean, obviously I just got this PC, so I'm like, I downloaded <laughs> FIFA on PC. I'm playing that thing at like 140 frames. I'm like, this is actually way better. What the heck? Why would yeah. I why would I buy a PS5? <laughs> but no, I really do want one just to have one, you know? Yeah. Like it's just one of those things. Once you've had one, two, three and four, it's like, okay. I can't skip out on five, so it'll definitely happen eventually. For Especially sure. with MLB The Show coming out next well, year. As so well. I'm, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna ask you: Is it will it be on PC or no? Because I mean, being on like the Xbox system now, like, is it going to make the transition to all of them or no? All we know right now is that they don't have an exclusive deal. We don't even know what it's gonna be on for 21. All we know is. It's no longer just going to be PlayStation. PlayStation. And, gotcha. like, who knows? It could start next year or it could start uh, 2022. It could be okay. on everything then. So, as of now, we don't we don't know if it will be on Xbox, so Switch, if they, PC. If they did it, yeah, if, they, if they did MLB, it will be the show on PC. Ooh, that'd be kind of <laughs> dope. I could I imagine the graphics on that. And uh, the mods really that you could have... get. Oh my goodness! It'd be Barry Bonds' first day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Barry Bonds. I have that 32-inch bat be right over the plate, and you would not be able to get nothing past me. <laughs> That's so funny. On 20 though, you got you got that 99 overall card. How'd that yeah. fare out for you, dude? So like, honestly, I didn't even. I got to play it like one time because we were. Um, we were so it was just so crazy in in Long Beach like when we were like in season trying to get time to game like on the PS4 because I was always doing Warzone honestly oh. like it was like we would it was just kind of like a group of us where it was like we get done from Long Beach and then it was like all right like go home and play Warzone every single day so I got to use it a couple times but sometimes too I was like I really want people to know that I'm playing. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm playing as that because I know Otani. That's how he was. It was like he didn't. He didn't really want people to know people were playing against him, so he wouldn't. He wouldn't use his card. It was like, oh my yeah. god. I saw. I saw he got his own card in the game. Yeah. I'm like what yeah. he plays. 
Yeah, no, like it's him and his uh, translator, Ipe. They have like the PlayStation. And it was just always like, ah, I don't even know if I want to play with this card because then <laughs> person's probably going to pause and be like, hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I know who you are. <laughs> or just troll the whole time. 100%. You yeah. know, so it's just funny. But yeah, no, that was super sick that they did that. Obviously, that mm-hmm. was that was super cool. I, if if that would have if if they would have dropped that with the release, oh my gosh, I'm I hope they that do next day. year. I hope. Yeah, they do I was gonna again. say, yeah, because last year, I mean, I was probably I was so far into the game by the time they dropped it. You know, like well, mm-hmm. I think we were like probably like five World Series runs in, and I think I at that point I was just so I was cashed out. Mm-hmm. I was uh I was so Warzone heavy at that point. But no, that was super sick. It it was it was super cool to see how many people like actually play the game as well. Is, yeah. From what you told me, it, it wasn't really well known. Like you could get your own player in the game, and they also were like, "Yeah, you need MLB experience." When you, that wasn't even the case. So I had a oh, you bunch. Just had it. Yeah. Oh, you just, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just had Hell to be yeah, in awesome. the official rosters. Wow. Because they, they had the minor league system. For some yeah. of the minor league guys, though, they had to go and get photos. And they, I don't know the process for that. So I had gotcha. a guy who's in the game, but they couldn't get any photos for him. So unfortunately, gotcha. he, he couldn't get one. But it's been fun having people hit me up and be like, yo, oh, heck yeah. can, can heck I get a yeah. 99? No, I'm so- like, oh, just let me know your info. <laughs> yeah, you know. That's so yeah, no, that's super sick. It was, it was definitely cool to see that. And I think next year I'll finally have my face scan in. Ooh. So yeah, that was, I know. So that'd be super solid right off the jump. Get that 99, you know, have the right face. The hair Jeez. too. Yeah, I that would be sick. I don't know. I guess it depends if they they had like a set of dreads, so I would hope so. Mm-hmm. My my mine were finally out of my helmet, so they should definitely put it on there. We'll see. But yeah, no, that that should be cool. Do do you know if there's going to be a delay on that or are they going to be releasing it pretty pretty much right at the time? I don't I don't have a clue at this gotcha. point, but it would be cool, especially early on cuz that's when a lot of people are playing. Yeah. But, Hopefully, it would be sick for me to get added back into the game as well. Heck I was yeah. in there, I was in there <laughs> for was 18, one right? year. Or 19. 19. 19, that's what it was. Yeah. Yep. I was Hell in there yep. for one year. I was like, oh, the remainder <laughs> of time, I'm going to be in the game. And then the next year, they're just like, yeah, we got the minor league, uh, all the minor league players. So you and all the developers are just <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Man. Hey, they did y'all dirty. <laughs> Can I at least be the Bat Boy or something? Yeah, like, just put my face in. Put me in the crowd. Put me behind <laughs> home plate. Shoot, uh, every Cubs game, they got to put your head right behind home plate. <laughs> that would be sick. <laughs> You'd be like the Marlins man for them. It'll be the show. Oh, yeah. Speaking, That's, That would actually be cool. I'll so good, someone should tell Ramon that. Put the developers with their teams. Put them in the fa- their heads in the crowd. That'd be sick. I think Ramon's like the only developer. He's still like on a roster somewhere, and you see uh-huh. him in the crowd. But like all the other developers, I don't think they're there. Oh, that's so. Funny. So we'll we'll see. Maybe with the new consoles and their the new memory they have, they're able yeah. to implement them all back. But you mentioned like the Cubs. I interviewed you before growing up. You watch yeah. you watch the Cubs a little bit. For basketball, have you always been like a Lakers fan? 
No, so ba I'm saying? just been like literally a LeBron stan. I would say like 2000. I remember I was literally, oh, I was either six or seven. It was like 2002, and it was uh or 2001. I, I can't remember if it was 2001, 2002, but either way, it was Carmelo Anthony versus LeBron James, and it was on ESPN High School Game. It was when obviously I Carmelo was like Oak Hill Academy or something like that. Yep. I think it was, and then LeBron St. Mary's. And I just remember that being a cool, like, seeing two dudes who were just, like, superstars at the time, like, oh, my gosh, both these guys are going to be great, like, NBA players. They're going to be first-round, like, number one overall picks, yada, yada, yada. Like, oh, sick. So, like, I'm watching, and, like, I'm like, dang, this LeBron dude's sick. I like him. Like, this is a cool dude. Like, like literally from that point on, man, like, literally, he got drafted the Cavs, and I was, I was, like, eight years old watching – a lot of the Cavs games, anytime they came on ESPN, for sure. And then, yeah, bro, just followed him throughout his career. Um, went through the whole heartbreak when they lost Cavs, and that was pretty much it. And then, uh, man, that was, like, really the last time that, like, he had a chance until he went to the Heat. And then, obviously, mm -hmm. it got good at that point. Um, and it's been, it's been a cool journey ever since, but yeah, man, I've just been with LeBron from the jump. Honestly, it's just like whatever team he's on, it was pretty, pretty much one of those things early on that I think it was more going up in Phoenix, the Suns that much, you know, not yeah. at least at my, age. just like, I miss the, I miss the end of like the Barkley era where they were really good. And it was like too soon before like Steve Nash and Amari and them started like balling. So that's just kind of how it was easy to just go to a person more than a team at, mm. at the young age. But, yeah, baseball was my grandpa. He was just a big Cubs fan. So I was just Cubs, Cubs, Cubs up until I got drafted. What about football? Football, so kind of the same thing early on, man. It was Michael Vick. Michael Vick was just a big-time, sick quarterback, obviously, Madden cover, all that stuff. It was just like, dang, like, all right, Falcons are dope. And then, obviously, the whole dogfighting thing happened, and it was like, all right, well, can't really, you know, <laughs> there ain't no reason to root for the Falcons no more. <laughs> like, they were so bad. <laughs> they were so big. It was, like, crazy immediately overnight how bad the Falcons got. Like, it was so awful. So, uh, my dad, he was, like, a he was just a big Cowboys fan, and he was always, like, Cowboys, Cowboys, Cowboys. So... Once the, like, Michael Vick thing happened, I kind of, like, went to the Cowboys. They became my team. But it just never has felt like a, a certain loyalty as, like, the Cubs were. You know, like, growing yeah. up, as a, like, I was a serious Cubs fan. Like, I was pretty locked in on the Cubs. Whereas, like, I mean, the Cowboys, it was sick for a while. But after the whole, like, Dez catch, didn't catch thing, that was so... That was so just traumatizing, like, as a fan, that after that, I haven't really been as emotionally invested in them. Plus, you know, Jerry Jones, you can never, like, guess what he's going to do from a day-to-day -day perspective. So, it's just one of those things where I just kind of, I don't know, root for, root for like, fantasy teams of, like, people I'm friends of. Who's <laughs> <laughs> ever What's your team need this week? All right, Ben, I'll be rooting for them. Yes. <laughs> That's love. That's love. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Speaking of Des Bryant, he uh he just signed a deal with the with the Baltimore Ravens. Believe it or yeah, not, I'm, yeah. I, I, go ahead. Honestly, I'm happy for him. He's been out of the yeah. league for so long, and he was so talented. You know, so 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 what do you got on that? You think he's gonna just like 
plug right back in, or you think it's going to be like just more of a, I don't know, like is he just going to have a certain role on the team? What what are the what do you think they're wanting from him? Uh, they are ta- they're pretty talented. They have Hollywood Brown. They have uh, I think they still like Willie Sneed. I yeah. think he'll slowly work his way into a role where you'll see him get targeted five times a game. And then come playoff time, I feel like is really when, like, you know, you don't know what you're going to get from him as right. as, a, as an opposing team. Like, how do you prepare right. for a guy you haven't seen in years? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's like one of those things where, like, I was kind of a uh, – I mean, I'm I'm a Packers fan. I have the big okay. Packers logo behind me, you know. Yeah. So I was a fan of the no-catch, right? Yeah. So, but growing up, like, my brother was super invested in the 49ers and okay. Terrell Owens. And you saw Terrell <laughs> yeah, Owens, how he kind of got, like, dogged out. And he, he was, like, blacklisted almost. Like, he was yeah. so talented even at his age. And so Des Bryant, for him to go to the Saints and then not really play and still being at a, at a, at a young age, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he was in his prime, but, you know, I, I was kind of happy to see him actually get signed you know, you see Antonio Brown get signed. I think they're like the same age. And I know yeah. everybody knows Des Bryant's talented. He's not 100%. a bad receiver. So, you know, I think maybe he might – he's got the right offense. I mean, yeah, they, I it's a very unpredictable offense. Yeah, that's what I was about to say is I think, you know, if there was going to be a team for him to go to, that was one of the teams. You know, someone that's already established some wide receivers he doesn't have to go and like be the lead role but at the same time like you said he's so talented that if any of that talent comes through he's a positive especially Mm -hmm. like in the end zone and anywhere there's like jump balls or like just being a big physical wide receiver like obviously that's going to be good yeah, it's going to be beneficial for the team and for obviously for him in his career because you know we yeah. don't know how many more years we're going to get out of him. But Heck I still think no, not with football. <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, you, yeah. you spoke on it already. Those those hits they add up. But uh, I think yeah. I think we'll get a couple more good years out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is going to be a Super Bowl contending team, so we'll see. I mean, those Chiefs are still dangerous. That yeah. that Pat Mahomes is still a, a, a beast out there. But you know, overall, when it comes nah, to yeah, you, I think you got three. I think you got three to four, three to four solid teams. You got like just that are gonna be there at the end: the Chiefs, the Steelers, the Ravens, and the Titans. So I think it's gonna be between those four. But we'll see. Steelers are the my surprise the, of like the year. Oh, I didn't, for sure. I didn't expect them to be undefeated. I kind of like no. expect them to be decent this year, but not how yeah. well they're playing. Yeah, no, the Steelers have been uh, a pleasant surprise. I, I honestly, it's something about the NFL is just right when the when the Steelers are doing well, whether you like them or not. It's just kind of one of those teams where you'll just tune into a, a game at Pittsburgh at like five or six at night, and it's cold and it's an important game. I don't know. You, there's just a vibe there that's super sick. So I think it's cool to see them doing well. You always yeah. Spoke. Spoke about uh, Antonio Brown earlier as well. Mm-hmm. He got signed. I thought he was going to the Seahawks, and instead uh, way... he went to Tampa Bay. Yeah, <laughs> the way Russell Wilson was talking, man, it seemed like that too. Honestly, it did. It really seemed like there was a general understanding that he was going to be a Seahawk. So that was a wild one. He goes into a great receiving core with uh, uh, Mike Evans. Chris Godwin's been hurt a little bit, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just broke his finger. He's... Yeah, that's crazy. That's tough, man. That's a Tampa tough Bay receiver, too. Oh, man. <laughs> finger? 
catching yeah, a ball from Brady. <laughs> right. Oh, oh man. Yeah, that uh you know what though? I think that I I think the the combo of Bruce Arians and Tom Brady are gonna be able to teach him. I mean, obviously he's at that age where it's like, what can you teach this guy? Like, can you keep him quiet off social media? But I think it was a good move. Like everybody deserves that chance. That's the way I look at it. You know, he didn't, he didn't go out and kill anybody. You know what I'm saying? He just said he may have done and said a lot of stupid things, but at the end of the day, they, they took the the chance. He served his suspension. And I think Tom Brady is going to be able to take him in under his wing. And I mean, realistically, he's going to, I mean, I'm sure he, He's like, look, I just went off for three touchdowns, four touchdowns, back-to-back games. We're a Super Bowl contender. Come to us. I thought he was going to the Seahawks, too. Social media made it seem like he, it was it was a done deal. Uh, ESPN was posting videos of Russell Wilson and Antonio Brown practicing in the offseason. Yeah. They were, they were yeah. clicking. And then sure. all of a sudden, you're like, oh, he's a buck. You're just like, Wait, they just got Leonard Fournette. They just got Antonio <laughs> Brown. You're like, For what? real, the names. <laughs> And that defense isn't even bad. They just oh, destroyed. That defense is legit. Oh, yeah, that they defense is legit. Destroyed. They got they got a good set of linebackers, man. There's one, one I forget. I think it's his last name. Oh, man, I don't want to mess it up. It might be Davis or something. I can't remember. If but Levante I was watching him last week. David, is that what it is? Yeah, Levante okay. David. He mm-hmm. closes on people so fast. If it's any type of side-to-side stretch type of run, the running back doesn't have a shot, honestly. Like he's so he's so athletically matched to them in terms of like the side to side speed, the cutting speed that he pretty much eliminates any of that. So obviously, when you have the front that they already have, it's pretty dominant. Mm-hmm. It seems. I mean, I know they lost they lost one guy. What was they lost like a? I think it was, I forget. It was like a Hawaiian dude, Samoan dude, a big dude. Like oh, no Vita Vea? No. Yeah. Was it Vea? I think he. Yeah, I think he was hurt. He was definitely hurt for the Bears game. Yeah. Or he got hurt in the Bears game yeah. or something like that. I know he's pretty dominant, but yeah, no, that defense. I, I'm really impressed with that defense more than anything because I thought it was going to be like the Bucks scoring 45 to 38, and I think that defense actually has the like chance to like hold some people down. Hmm. Tom Brady was a big. I think he wanted Antonio Brown last year as well, so they signed him mm-hmm. to the Patriots. Bill, Bill doesn't let anything fly, so unfortunately, he's too much, uh, too much trouble there. Yeah, and he, they let him go. Also, I think who I can't remember who I was talking to. Oh, yes, um, yeah, one one of my friends. He was saying last year they had to tell Tom Brady to just stop throwing it deep to Antonio Brown in practice. Cause that's all they would do. <laughs> Antonio Brown would go deep and Brady would just throw it up to him. <laughs> and it was just successful. Why, why stop? Probably. Right. So if uh, you are a like funny. fantasy owner or whatever, probably go yeah. out and try to get Brown. Cause yeah, he's it, based off previous history. Tom Brady loves this dude. Maybe, yeah. maybe this is like, uh, kind of like the reverse of Randy Moss and Tom Brady. Yeah, Moss was a little bit older, and they flipped it now. Now Dude, Brady's when, older. When it was when when Brady and Moss linked up, that was that was ridiculous. That was absolutely absurd. So the greatest anything, team. Oh, if it's anything like that, it, it's it's gonna be a wrap, man. They've literally they've been averaging like. 
30 points at least per game. They've been putting it up, so I can't see Antonio Brown slowing that down at all. Oh, no way. Yeah, there's no way. Um, and they, they completely shut down um, the, the Packers. I mean, I yeah. was watching the game. It was like 10, 10-3, 10-0 to start the game. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm cocky. I'm like, Feeling hey, good. I'm like, Feeling I'll buy good. lunch. I was like, who wants what? I'm buying. I'm buying. And I turn away and come back, and all of a sudden, Rodgers is, like, picking grass out of his helmet. And I was like, I thought I stepped into the twilight zone. I was like, what just happened? Man, that's tough, dog. That's so funny. The only reason I'm laughing is because I was the complete opposite. I literally was like, (laughs) I had the Bucks to win that game, and I was like, oh, this is super sick. Because, like, the first, like you said, the first 10 minutes were awful. I was like, Oh my God! They're gonna get stopped. This isn't even gonna. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be walking out the house after the first quarter. Go get some lunch or something. And then all of a sudden, man, they turned it on. That was crazy. That yeah, was that crazy. defense. That defense yeah. is scary. You know, I mean, obviously you have the Steelers. You have like even the Patriots defense. They're still pretty good, even though they're all yeah. you know some guys backed out due to COVID. Yeah. Um, but man, that that Bucks defense, and then even even with a hurt receiver, they have so many weapons on the offense. They have uh, two running backs that would start on any team. They have you know obviously yeah. uh, their third string receiver Scotty Miller would probably thrive anywhere wow. else. So, yeah, um, so yeah, yeah, man, they, they're a fun team to watch. They're I would say besides that. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals have been a huge surprise. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that one has been, um, I think that one's been super interesting just because obviously you always are skeptical if a college coaches, she schemes or like plays philosophies, all that is going to translate to the NFL level. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that offensive has been, you know, explosive, man. And obviously when you add DeAndre Hopkins to that, you have Larry Fitzgerald who just like keeps doing it. Talk talk about longevity. He's been playing football as long as like LeBron's been playing basketball. Yeah. So it's you know, like especially on that level, like it's just that's super impressive. So man, they they could be some trouble, man. They really could. I I'm interested to see how they keep doing as it gets colder, you know. As they have to maybe go to the good thing is they don't have to go to too many places that are, you know, too bad yeah. weather. Maybe Seattle, that's probably the worst. But like it will be interesting to just see if there's a team and a you know, a tougher t- tougher environment with a defense, like how, how they stack up. But you put them in a dome against a a defense like the Cowboys or something, it's gonna be a long night for that team most yeah. likely. Oh, absolutely. I and I mean Kyler Murray's playing his role so well. You know, yeah. I watched I was watching the uh, the Seahawks and the Cardinals game. I actually I think it was the fourth quarter was on. The World Series game just ended. It's flipped to that. Uh Cardinals, they go they they go into overtime. They tie the game in the fourth quarter and the one thing you mentioned with Larry Legend with Fitzgerald is you know, he's not he's not somebody you look for in fantasy anymore. He's not that guy. Right. But he's so smart that every yep. time down the field, he's ripping the ball out of the receiver or the running back to hurry it back to the line. And yep. you don't see that a lot because, I mean, a lot of times the defender's holding down the player until the ref comes and gets the ball and passes it to the center or whatever, to the other ref for the center. And Fitzgerald is running and ripping it out of guys' hands and rushing to the line. And he ended up saving probably 10 seconds on that last drive. So, yeah, that's – that's. I mean – You need that guy. You need that for sure. It's like an extra quarterback out there. 
Yeah, literally. Yeah, he's literally like another quarterback. So, so yeah, the Cardinals, they they beat the Seahawks. They're in first place right now. Uh, yeah. The Bears, the Bears were number one in the conference. That was short-lived, of course. They ended up losing to yeah. the Rams yesterday, which, I mean, that Rams team is still good. I know that they, they had a, a Super Bowl hangover a couple years ago. Last year, they were not that great. Um, still another exciting – that whole division – is it even possible is it possible for all of them to make the playoffs with the extra spot is that it's not right it's because it's i thought it's three wild card spots oh because only one team gets a bye week now yeah yeah Yeah, i'm not sure yeah three wild card spots now there's four teams in each division technically Mm -hmm. yes well probably it's not realistically but yeah i get they should just replace they should just cancel the nfc east (laughs) yes Uh, and then Agreed. just move some other team over there. So, Agreed. good lord, jeez, oh, four teams that just want to fight for the bottom. Yeah, literally. So, and then, uh, well, I was thinking about asking this earlier. Do we see Mitch Trubisky come back, or is is he done? Is he officially done, <sighs> dude? I, that's a great question. You know. Obviously, I'm not really a Bears fan, but having a lot of friends who are Bears fans, this is a topic of discussion sometimes. And the way I this I said at the time was just going to Nick Foles that early. I feel like you eliminated that possibility of like ever going back to Trubisky. Like mm-hmm. I feel like you should have just maybe let Trubisky play a, lot, a little bit longer just to see, I guess, because it seems to be that he wasn't really the issue. Mm-hmm. At least in my eyes, you know, I just think there's a whole list of things that just aren't going right for that offense. And I mean, you can blame Trubisky if you want, but at the end of the day, this is what I was going to say earlier before we went into the topic of the Bears, but like, I just don't see there being many quarterbacks in the future that can't run and can't pass. You know, like mm-hmm. if you don't have that ability to be like a Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, even, you know, Josh Allen doing it too, like Daniel yeah. Jones, like yeah. running 80 yards, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, at the you know, he may have stumbled at the end, but man, he's got the wheels to get going. So it's yeah. like having that ability to get a first down on your, like with feet because no one's open down the field is a big thing. So it's like, I feel like Trubisky at least has that part, you know, whereas yeah. Foles mm-hmm. is kind of like, you see, like, sometimes Foles roll out. He got 10 yards of open grass, and he's like, I'm not running. You know, <laughs> that's not my job. And it's like, I understand that. Like, he really does. He might not have the speed to to get there, but, like, somebody else does, you know. Or, like, there's these other guys who are having that ability to make the deep ball pass and run 20 yards first down. So it's like mm-hmm. becoming less and less of the like, – Obviously, like you have Tom Brady, you know, guys like that, but it's becoming less and less of those guys who are just pocket passers. Like you mm-hmm. have, usually have to have some athleticism now and yeah. be able to make the offense work in two different ways. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Rogers passes on the line. Oh, my Jared. God. Rogers is way – I mean, he get, obviously it's not like unnoticed, but I think his ability to do it in even like the creative sense, like – Mm-hmm. He just knows when he needs to get like three yards or four yards sometimes, extend the ball out past the line, those type of things, you know, like fake a pass, you know, the two count. yards down the field. Yeah, you know, it's just all those little things like those. That's a, that's a five yard gain, too. You know, if you have a good hard count, that's five yards for your offense sometimes. So mm-hmm. or any way you can add. 
Or it could be more because he gets you off sides and just purposely yep. goes to the deep ball then. Every, and he's very successful. on. I think he, over the last few years, he's had like forced 20 offsides and yeah. missed on like two deep balls. Yeah, he's dude. Very good on that hard count. You know, hundred percent. Once, once the like all the money's on your side, you know, it's like, all right, cool. Like it takes a little bit of that pressure off, and probably makes his pass a little bit better because that little doubt of the mistake on interception kind of goes out the window once that happens. So yeah, no, it's even situations like that are huge. Yeah, yeah. You know, Rogers. It's it's a whole list, like you said. The future is being able to scramble out of the pocket. I've always said on our podcast that Trubisky could hey, – he has the potential. He's super young. He has the tangibles. But at the end of the day, if you take two quarterbacks – and I, I agree with you as far as Foles coming in uh, too early, and that was yeah. my mindset, was like, you know, maybe they shouldn't have went to Foles right away. But at the same time, looking at their schedule, they've had a super easy schedule up until the Rams. Now from the Rams yeah. over the next like four weeks, they have like one of the toughest schedules. Yeah. So it all for for me, it comes down to one, the coach, Matt Nagy, not being able to utilize his quarterback who, I mean, Trubisky has legs. We've seen him break runs before. Um, Yeah. So it it definitely falls in his lap. Uh, And I think maybe they they might be able to make a late run. And now they, they got a taste of both quarterbacks, four games apiece or three games apiece. And now they're it's like, hey, we're not going to compete anymore. We've seen what both of you can do. But maybe yeah. maybe we like Trubisky a little bit better with this matchup. I always yeah. like the idea of having quarterbacks that are a little mobile. But I've also yeah. always been, you know, as a, as a Packer fan, I've always been Seen it. blessed always with having. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's facts. Yep. So true. I I don't oh, yeah. see Trubisky coming back though. I once yeah, they made that decision that after yeah. he's had two or he's had four years to try to improve get stuff down once they made that decision i think they're just gonna ride and die with unless something yeah. happens paid him the money yep you see uh everson griffin got traded also yannick did we talk about yannick we talked about Yannick last week, okay. but Everson Griffin, I did not know, got traded. He got traded from the Cowboys to the Lions. Oh, wow. And Adam oh. Thielen could be traded as well. Apparently oh, to the I... Browns. Oh, wow. Oh, to replace Odell, oh, yeah. who tore his ACL. Man, mm-hmm. what a loss. Wow. Wow, That's wow. a, uh, yeah, man, Odell, he's, uh, even though he doesn't, he's, He's hot and cold every week. Like, you never know what you're going to get yeah. from him. But I, I just yeah. love Odell's got that swag. Yeah, just the threat alone yeah. obviously keeps, keeps him super important and, and distracting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Everson Griffin goes to the Lions. That's going to make the Lions. The Lions just had a comeback victory against the Falcons, which they shouldn't have had a chance. But Todd Gurley, instead of falling on the one, fell into the end zone. Lions got some time left. Uh, yeah, Matt that yeah, that was a wild game, wild finish. Uh, so if the Lions get another, get an Everson Griffin, I mean, that's another team in the hunt for the NFC North. So that'd for be interesting sure. to see. And then, uh, sure. yeah, yeah, Thielen. I mean, the Vikings, they might as well just sell, sell what you can <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah, Vikings seem to be on that route now. Dang. Yeah. I think yep, I almost picked them to win. They're not too far removed from good. Yeah, I know. That's all I'm saying. They're not <laughs> too far removed from being really good. It's crazy. It's crazy, yeah, man. I, the one topic 
Oh, I told you we were going to wait on to talk about oh, this yeah. week. The Jets oh. and, and Trevor Lawrence. People are saying if the Jets get the number one pick, Trevor Lawrence should go back to school. Uh, that's tough. That's tough, yeah. man. You got to – I feel like – because he's what? This is Trevor Lawrence. Is he's, he's a junior? Yes. It – it's tough because as a play, if I'm Trevor Lawrence, I'm like, all right, I can get that first pick, go to the Jets, deal with whatever horrible coaching and the losing uh, atmosphere or whatever you want to call it. Or I go back to college and you see guys who go back to college and there's always that risk of injury. And then now all of a sudden their NFL path, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. so it's, it's a lot to would, weigh out. It's a lot to weigh be out. Tough, but I probably would just, I would just go. God, <laughs> I think that good, you know, I think uh, that's the thing too is crazy. Like the jets is a weird one. Cause they just drafted a first round yeah, quarterback literally two years ago. So it's like, I don't know that that's always crazy when you're just running through first round quarterback after first round quarterback. Mm-hmm. One of like, usually it just takes some time for someone to be good. Trevor Lawrence is like one of those guys, though. Ever since for, his, for sure, for sure, yeah. No, obviously year. he's a uh, he. Obviously he's kind of been one of those guys that's been everyone's mark, similar to like a Peyton or something like that at a college. Mm-hmm. No doubt, definitely a franchise changer. It's just kind mm-hmm. of one of those things where it's like that's where that conversation does kind of get brought up, though. I think more than anything because they you know in a sense messed up the development of the last first round picks you know two Mm -hmm. years so it's like is he gonna go there and have the same experience as this dude and i think that's probably like you said why this is even a topic of discussion if they didn't have a first round pick two years ago you they may Mm -hmm. not be thinking about this because they wouldn't know that you know things Mm -hmm. didn't go well Arnold's did it, and it's been working out pretty decent so exactly. far. No doubt, yeah. <laughs> and that's another one too, where I really do feel like uh, forget his name, but didn't get a real Josh shake, Rosen. you know. Which is yeah, Josh Rosen is especially, like man, especially with the Dolphins, they they didn't even give him a chance. Yeah, really. yeah, exactly. You go to another team that's just going to be another first <laughs> first round pick quarterback. So good luck. Yeah, it's tough, man. That's definitely tough. I heard uh, Kyle Long talk like this week or like this past week about Trevor Lawrence. And he was like, you know what? Like if it got to that point, you should probably like go back to school. You could get an insurance policy so that if you do fall back in the draft, you could at least get that. And also yeah. if he gets hurt and it's not like career ending, yeah, he could fall into like the second or third round, but he'd still be very talented and also, yeah. he was mentioning how the first round guys they signed five year contracts with like the four four years and then the team option. He's like, uh-huh. if he's really good as he is as he's projected, one he could fall back in the draft, and a good team's going to draft him. Yeah, and true. Yeah, the, the 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 further you fall down, you'll be in that Mahomes situation where you're like going to a. A Chiefs mm-hmm. or something like that, yeah. And then also, they don't sign the four years plus the fifth year option. They just sign a four year deal. So oh, after wow. that fourth year, he could get a huge extension. Bad deal, yeah. But it's it's the career ending injury that would just totally For mess sure. you up. For sure, that's a that, that's a definite tough one, man. I wouldn't. I mean, I guess if you're if you're the first overall pick, that's a good problem to deal with, right? Yep. 
don't know if you're my daughter right there. <laughs> might be it might be my calling time to help mom. <laughs> well, we could end this has been there. awesome, guys. This yeah, this has been awesome. Shoot, we could do this again sometime if y'all want for sure. Yeah, I'm yeah, always... man. We'd love to have you back on, dude. Heck yeah, yeah. No, this was awesome, guys. I appreciate y'all having me on. Yeah, as always, make sure to follow Esther Only Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow myself at the Healy Six. And I am I Goose with four O's. Do not ask why, as usual. And then, of course, we have Michael Hermosillo as well. You guys got his social uh, media at the beginning, but if you didn't get that, yeah, Twitter M Hermosillo ten. Instagram, Michael underscore Hermosillo, and then just Michael Hermosillo at Twitch TV. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, however you would say that, yeah. Yeah. Thank Make you sure guys. to follow all those, and we will see you guys next week. Awesome.